I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Michael K Show. The deal that the Jets made is one that they did with their eyes wide open. Once they traded for Aaron Rodgers and brought him in, and he effectively became not only the de facto general manager, the de facto head coach, but the de facto spokesman for this team. And his pulpit or his podium is the Pat McAfee Show on ESPN every Tuesday afternoon. The Jets had no recourse but to do that because just like we listen to Robert Sala each and every week, he doesn't seem to have the answers. And the Jets as an organization, they don't have any answers on how to build a franchise because they've tried. So this is the deal that they had to make with the devil. The Michael K Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh baby, hour number three here on the Michael K Show. Pat O'Keefe, Ty Butler wrapping up what's been a fun week so far. I want to thank all the callers. Great participation this week. And I want to thank Robert Sala and the Jets for providing plenty of content to discuss today after losing in Cleveland last night. 37 to 20. One game to go in this miserable season for the JETS. It'll be an interesting one in New England a week from Sunday against the Patriots in what could be Bill Belichick's swan song after a two-decade run of near dominance with the Patriots franchise. Well, before we, I, I even mention that, I, I just want to say that uh, I will take my congratulations now because uh, what we just heard was you dominate the rejoin, which to me has to say, uh, because of all that airtime you just stole, there you are now ineligible to win point guard. It doesn't bode well for me. I would agree, and I was it's, thinking the same it's, thing. It's not looking good for you. I so will say I, this. I, I don't want to prematurely uh, I celebrate. I didn't have a great but, feeling. I didn't have a great feeling as as soon as I saw Harvey sit down in that chair today. <laughs> well, because Harvey you know, was in that chair for your one and only win of the week. <laughs> well, here's the other problem: we usually don't do point guard on Friday. Oh wow! Which I forgot because I'm losing track of what day it is. Uh, but can we can we do one for today just uh, because we got to? No, I think the tiebreaker should be the rejoins. I'll get. Uh, well, how about this? In ENN, I guess we can get a point guard in today. Oh, see, we're adding a little spice, a little juice to ENN. Harvey has one. He, ha- I see it on on the screen right now. I bet he does. I he has a he point guard. Yeah, Bobby in Long Island's second half of his call is, is oh. the point guard. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Uh, it's game time. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. We, Ty, are here till 6.30, leading right into Nick's pregame yes, as sir. their road trip continues in Orlando against the Magic. The Knicks are 17 and 13. Orlando is 18 and 12. The Knicks are actually in seventh place right now in the Eastern Conference, which is in the play-in tournament, but they're only a game behind the Magic, who come in with an 11 and 4 home record, and Orlando is in fifth place. From fourth to seventh in the East, it's very tightly packed. So the Knicks have the Magic tonight. And then Indiana tomorrow on a back-to-back to wrap up calendar year 2023. All of the pregame at 6.30. Ed Cohen and another tie, Ty Carter, will have the call. Look at you plugging yourself at seven. for pre- and post-game. You want me to join you in pre- and post-game? I do I've not. been carrying all week. Yeah, plugging the just, broadcast. Why don't we plugging just, the uh, entire broadcast. Keep that carrying going on into the pre- and post-game. We also have the Rangers in Florida, their two-game Florida trip around the new year that they so often do. You can hear that on 1050. I believe that is a 630 pregame also. The Islanders are home for Washington. They start at 730. That's a stream. You can stream that on uh, on the ESPN New York app. The Devils are in Ottawa at 7. And the uh, Brooklyn Nets, the well-rested Brooklyn Nets, <laughs> are in Washington. They had to rest up to take on the uh, the Washington Wizards, who are 5-25 who are and 25 this season. Uh, by the way, did you see, uh, real quick, and, and I should never do this at the start of the 5 o'clock hour, uh, Kyle Kuzma had that funny tweet yesterday about the 
about the losing streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pistons now twenty eight straight losses, so they yeah. tie the record. They almost beat the Celtics last He's, night. Yeah, that game went to overtime. I watched it, and he said, "You can't be the team." Uh, that, and I'm paraphrasing. He's like, "You cannot be the team uh, that that blows it. Like, you can't be the team that loses to them." And I was hoping, hoping, like to to, to God that the Wizards were coming up on the Pistons schedule because then that would be funny. Uh, but they don't play them until January fifteenth. No, they could still be going by then. Well, they've, they've it's got... It's not that far away. I mean, they got the Raptors, Rockets, Jazz, Warriors, Nuggets, yeah, they got a West Kings, Coast trip in there. Spurs, Rockets, and then the Wizards. It's so not I'm hoping, good. So now I'm rooting for January 15th, uh, the, the Pistons, to have that losing streak last until then. Yeah, because the Wizards are only a smidge better. I mean, think about that. The Pistons have lost 28 games in a row, and they're, and they're only three and a half games behind the Wizards <laughs> in the standings. It's bad, man. It's bad. It's bad. So the Wizards at home for the Nets tonight at 7. That's game time brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. During the big games this season, enjoy a Tullamore Dew, the original triple blended, triple distilled, and triple cask matured Irish whiskey. Remember, when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please enjoy responsibly. Quick on the Knicks. I know we spoke about them a lot yesterday. I think if you split these next two games, go into the new year with a record of 18 and 14, schedule lightens up after that. Of course, the new year does begin with a matinee against the best team in the Western Conference, the Timberwolves. But, you know, I think at this point you would take a split of the next two games at Orlando tonight and at Indiana tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one tonight. And then Indiana... Uh, Obi Toppin's going to have some juice, uh, some motivation. Then you get a chance to see Tyrese Halliburton uh, going up against Jalen Brunson, two of the best point guards uh, in the Eastern Conference, and uh, two guys that could very well be all-stars, even though the guard position in the East you know, gets very, very, very tight when you look at Dame and Jalen Brown. Those two guys, uh, just off the top of my head, Tyrese um, Maxey, who's having an excellent season for the Sixers. So it's going to be a fun one. Uh, tonight and, and tomorrow. Uh, so hopefully, like you said, the Knicks can find a way uh, to get at least one. You, you always are going to want to go 2-0, and especially when you drop that game the, the way you did it in Oklahoma City. Uh, but a win, it starts with a win tonight, and I, I expect them to get it done. I think Brunson and Halliburton will both be all-stars. And there was a change to the NBA all-star game format this year. They're actually going back to the Eastern Conference yeah. versus the Western Conference. No more captains choosing up sides. I think they'll both be all-stars where they're going to be in competition with each other is for those all-NBA, all-NBA spots teams. Yeah. at the end of the season. Because Brunson just missed out on that last year. Halliburton wasn't in that conversation last year, mostly be- or he largely be. because he got hurt. Um, but he's very much in that conversation You've this got season. Steph, uh, SGA, Tyrese But don't forget, Maxey. it's not done by positions anymore. Uh, what, what the, the all-NBA all teams. teams. Yeah, but you still got to have uh, f- backcourt, frontcourt. No, that's the new collective bargaining agreement. You really? can do they, five they, guards, yes. Nah, well, that's not going to happen. Uh, no, it's not going to happen, but you, you, can, got, you, you got were limited in years past to six guards. You could I don't like that change. I don't love it either. Yeah, it's it, it messes with like all NBA teams matter and the significance of it, it. It helps you tell the story of like the best players in the league that year by position. So I think it starts. It's not going to end up you know mattering too much just because you got centers and. Forwards. No, you're not going to have fifteen. Um, yeah, you're not, not going to have fifteen guards. But you're not uh, limited to six. The forwards, that position has lacked in recent years. There's a lot of depth at the guards, and there's a lot of depth now in the centers. I mean, but think about it. Like Kawhi, uh, he's actually you know playing a full season. You know LeBron's going to be there. Tatum, uh, Giannis. The so, other uh, thing to keep in mind: this is the also the year that you have to play a minimum of sixty five uh, sixty five games, games to be eligible for an All NBA team, so that's which knock comes some with people out. well, that comes with financial incentives. If you make an All NBA team, you're eligible for max contracts. So that's uh, designed to try to um, you know keep players from sitting out as much. I guess you know that's going to hurt the. The the Brooklyn, I guess technically the Brooklyn Nets didn't sit out the other day. They played the first quarter and then sat yeah. out the rest of the rest of the game. All right, well, let, let's get back to the football. We, we talked about Russell Wilson yesterday also, um, about him being benched for Jared Stidham. It's funny how there's all these connections. Um, we were talking about the, um, the situation with Baker Mayfield and how earlier in the week when he made his first appearance for the Cleveland Browns on that Thursday night in 20 was at 2018 yeah and you know came from behind and beat the Jets and it was the Browns first win and we were like who was the who was the quarterback who got hurt and of course it was Tyrod Taylor which unfortunately for Taylor happens a lot another similar funny thing because last year we 
had the situation in Vegas where Derek Carr had this contract situation where if he got injured in the last two games, he was eligible for a contract or for a roster bonus. So they put him on ice just like the Denver Broncos have done right now with Russell Wilson. And in both cases, the quarterback who is replacing last year, um, last year Derek Carr, this year Russell Wilson is Jared Stidham, the immortal Jared Stidham. He's the starting quarterback for the for the Broncos this Sunday. He just won't go away, huh? He just will not go away. But yeah, I I I told you yesterday. I I took exception to. I know we're going to hear from Russell Wilson in a moment. I took exception to how this was handled, just because there is a hypocrisy that exists in the media where we're quick to criticize the player wanting out. It makes them selfish. It takes away from, you know, them being all about the team and it's a bad look or for for the player who engages in that type of behavior. Whereas when the team is doing it, when the team is trying to circumvent paying a guy or trying to get rid of him, uh, we don't hear that uh, that type of uh, commentary. They don't keep that same smoke. Players got to honor their contract, but when the team's initiated, uh, it's not the same thing. Russell Wilson was asked about the situation a little while ago and spoke on it about the Broncos asking him about his contract. Yeah, we beat the Chiefs. They came up to me during the uh, bye week and began the bye week on Monday or Tuesday. And they told me that uh, if I didn't change my contract, my injury guaranteed that that I'd be benched for the rest of the year. And uh, for I don't know, I think we had nine games left or so. Uh, I was definitely disappointed about it, and it was a process throughout the whole week, for whole by week, and you know we, we just came off beating the Chiefs, played a pretty good game against the Chiefs. We just came off of that, so I was excited, obviously, for us fighting for the playoffs and get on a hot streak. And you know, NFLPA and NFL got involved or whatever. I think, but at some point, but I, I think you know, for me, I came here to play here to win. I knew it was going to be a process. And, you know, I signed a seven-year deal to you know for us to go and play hard, and that's my goal every every time I step into the white lines is give everything I have. You know, I want to be here. I want to play here. I want to be able to win here. I want to win championships here. I want to give my all every week you know no matter what the circumstances are no matter what the score is I want to be the best teammate and leader that I can be in the midst of it all you know that's why I was out here at practice every day and I told Jared I'd I'll help him do whatever it takes and keep the guys going and try to lead the right way you know that's all I know interestingly candid answer from Russell Wilson about a tough situation I'm surprised he's uh, made available to the media uh, because uh, the Broncos uh, allowing that p- report to be confirmed, it just makes them look bad. Sure does. Makes them look bad. And then, you know, not all that significant. You kind of hear the corniness of Russell Wilson, right? Like people complain about you know, his phoniness. When, he, when he's talking about, you know, putting it all out there, giving it his all, do you got to say, you know, whenever I'm in between the white line, you can't just say when I take the field. Like that, that answer it, it sounded so rehearsed. Like it, it was, it was, it was phony. Broncos like, country, let's ride. <laughs> like it just, like he just gives you corny vibes. Just uh, you know, whatever. No, it's been one of the criticisms of him throughout <laughs> his career that he's not authentic. It's called the dangerous. When I step in the white line. Like, come on, dude. Just say when I take the field. I, I, I want to give it my all. I'm disappointed. You got to say all that other stuff. So that conversation occurred after they beat the Chiefs on October 29th, and they started the season 1-5, and five, and that included a loss to Zach Wilson and a 70-20 to 20 loss to the Dolphins. And then they beat Green Bay. They had that win over Kansas City. So now they're 3-5, and five, and they're starting to figure some things out going into the bye week, and that's when they approach him about restructuring his contract, which obviously he did not want to do. And then coming out of the bye week, they won three more games in a row and actually got to 6-5 and five and actually got into the playoff picture in the AFC. They're still mathematically alive, which shows you that the financial ramifications are are more important to the franchise than than making a run at the playoffs this season. Yeah, but they're, they're also, it's the math game, right? Like you have two weeks left and there are just too many teams to jump. Yeah, it's a long shot. They could win this week and still not make, and still be eliminated. Yeah, so, you know, that loss to the Patriots on Sunday Night Football doomed them. You, you wonder, because that's interesting. Like had they won that game, does this still happen? Because they would have been in prime spot to make the playoffs. That's a, that's a very good question. If they beat New England. But now you know, they're, they're 12th. 
Uh, so you've got to jump five teams. It's just not going to happen. Tiebreaker situations come into play. Uh, but if they had won that game, uh, it would have been very interesting to see if they still make this decision, which you can't imagine Sean Payton, you know, a polished, seasoned veteran head coach, uh, would punt on potentially making the playoffs just to, to reset, not reset the cap, but, you know, get them out of having to pay him an extra, what, $37 million. $37 million if he were injured and unable to pass a physical, I believe, in March. The other thing we had spoken about in the aftermath of last night's Jets game was Robert Sala. Now, we heard from him at the podium, and the podium's important here, heard from him at the podium after the 37-20 to loss in which the Jets were significantly outplayed, especially in the first half. It was over before it started in the first half. The second half was basically window dressing. Um, as he went through his... Well, let's hear some of his answers leading up to this. Um, I know we played this already, guys, but let's, uh, let's hear from Salah on what went wrong in the first half. There was a series of, I wouldn't say miscommunication, just slightly off with regards to technique, but, you know, just like I said, it wasn't good enough all the way across the board, but I'm looking inward on me in terms of what we could do better on these short week games. All right, and let's hear from Salah on if a championship-level defense should have technique issues at this point in the season. No, for sure. And they happen. Technique stuff happens every play, every game, regardless. But, you know, we pride ourselves on precision. Obviously, we got to look inward. I've got to figure out what I can do better with regards to the week on these short weeks to, to ensure that we keep our precision. You know, from a play calling standpoint, where we're putting our guys in position to be comfortable with what they're being asked to do. Like I said, there's a lot of things I'm going to look inward first before I ever start looking at our players. And again, these comments are coming in the aftermath of what you and I and several callers today, Ty, have deemed rock bottom for this Jets franchise. They're 6-10. and Um, Their defense did not really put up a fight last night. Their offense, we know the story with them. Uh, That was the the tone of Robert Sala in the press conference last night. And our Rich Samini, who covers the Jets for ESPN, who we had on the show yesterday, I guess was a a little curious about Robert Sala's tone in that postgame press conference. You don't seem, maybe you're not conveying what you really feel inside, but you don't seem like particularly angry or upset about it. I'm wondering if you could just share what's really turning inside of you now. Um, I'm not quite sure on the question, Rich. I'm, uh, do you want want me to throw the podium on the floor? So that's a, that's a a common criticism amongst the fan base. Uh, I've watched games with Jet fans. You see it on Twitter. You hear the audience call in and and chime in about it. They want to see him more, you know, exude more passion on the sidelines. They want to see him more animated. Uh, animated. They want to see him air out players. It's not that you know dissimilar from what the commentary was about Aaron Boone when the Yankees were in the midst of struggling. And I think people get too hung up on that. Uh, it's overrated in a sense of like if the Jets were winning and he was measured, no one would care. Uh, but because they're losing, you're looking for every bit, uh, to, all of the minutia to, to critique him on. And to me, what's more important is the fact that uh, so far in his career, he's 17 and 34 as a head coach. Uh, They've had 19 losses by 15 points or more. So more often than not, they're getting blown out. He has more blowout losses than actual wins. And they're on year three and they still haven't made the playoffs. That's what I care about. I care about the penalties, uh, a category where they lead football and then last night they had 12 more I care about the fact that this team is so undisciplined Uh, I care about the fact that they've shown an inability to start games with the sense of urgency that necessary to beat teams and I care about the fact that they're, they're they're they've been perpetual losers that's that's more important to me than you know him being mad and angry like whatever win football games And nobody will question you. I'd be more concerned as a fan just about the way that the team came out and played last night. Just about the way that when you when you see him on the sidelines, just given his performance in this job, he doesn't really seem to have command of the team and give you confidence that he could turn this thing around. But as far as the question goes, you don't seem angry. Look, and you talked about this and many others have said it, and I agree that he's he's a nice guy. I mean, you know, is that always suit you well in this profession? Not necessarily, but you can't you know, you can't fake being 
somebody who you are not. You know, you can't feign uh, frustration and, you know, being animated on the sidelines when things don't go your way, when that is really not in your nature. I'm sure he's he's churning inside, but it was just an interesting, interesting interaction because even in that interaction, the answer that he gave Samini, he was polite. Right, he was. He was. You can imagine. His, that's his nature. You can imagine how pissed off he was having to answer that question after not having the answers to all of the other questions about the game that he was asked. But he was still kind of polite when he responded to Samini. That's, that's that's the nature of him. And the one thing people don't want is a lack of authenticity. We know that, man. We're negative New Yorkers. The one thing you got to be out here is real, because we'll see through the phoniness. We'll see through you being fake. And if that's not your character. Uh, it, it's going to be something that, that, that crushes you because people are going to call you out for it. And I guess the juxtaposition of, you know, Sala being mellow and mild-mannered and, and tempered, you know, with Brian Dable, who we saw game one of last season, I mean, destroying Daniel Jones on the sidelines for a mind-boggling interception in the red zone in that Tennessee game, people are going uh, to highlight that. People are going to allow that to become more magnified because it's the narrative they want to fit but again i care about the fact that you're losing games you're now one in five in primetime standalone games this year and for the most part you've been thoroughly embarrassed you you ended up making the game against kansas city competitive but to start you were down 17 nothing you lost by three touchdowns to a chargers team that we now see is bad and justin herbert didn't even play well you lost to the raiders who were under 500 they were reeling fired their head coach benched their quarterback you were winning that game the entire way also you were winning that game and then zach throws a pick uh, in the red zone that, that's a team that's a game you can't lose then black friday uh, the the, the fail Mary, you lose, you lose that one, thirty-four to thirteen, and then last night you get outclassed by a Browns team that clinches the playoffs, which stings because given the parallels, that could have been you, but the deficiencies with the coach, the deficiencies with the GM is why that's not you. Uh, but yeah, I, I care about the losses. That that to me matters more than anything else. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Tommy in Connecticut. Tommy, how you doing? What's up, Pat? What's up, Ty? What's good, bro? Bring it. So we got we got we got to get off the Jets for a little bit. Come on, can we can we talk a little, little bit of puck? All right, let's do it, man. You know I'm always down to talk some puck, like Stephen A. said that the puck is black. Let's do yeah, it. Like they say in hockey, let's do that hockey, right? Let's do that hockey, bro. What's up? All right. So I don't know where you guys are leading the slide. I I know Pat, you you spend quite a bit of time at MSG. We got two games for the Rangers this weekend, and two goalies that are playing quite well. What what, what are we going with? Because we got Tampa Bay, and we got uh, we got Florida tonight. Yeah, Anthony, have they named a starter for tonight yet? Do you yeah, know? Quickie's I, in that. Uh, there you go. Well, that, that there's your answer. So it's quick tonight, and it's Igor right. tomorrow. And then, and, uh, speaking of quick, but real quick. You think uh, Panarin's got a chance at the Hart Trophy? I do. I mean, this is the best I, he's I looked he, since the, his shot, first right? year leading up to the COVID year, where I think if that he was playing so well his first year when the season was shut down because of the pandemic that I think if it had continued, he may have won it that year. He was a finalist that year. But the puck is black! Wow. <laughs> That's the job I was looking for. There we go. Uh, you know, I love that Anthony is just so ready to go. Of course he is. Especially well, he's, he's, he's a Rangers. co-host of a very prominent hockey podcast. Game misconduct. I love that for him. You see, the career is blossoming. He's starting to do ENN. He's getting more TV time. He's now the co-host of a, a wildly popular Can we get him in the picture? Can, can we get a puck in his mouth also in the picture? Hey, yo. You want a puck in your mouth, Anthony? Plead the fifth. I don't even know uh, who would even take those pictures anymore. We're kind of <laughs> a bare bones operation over here. Yeah, we got to update the uh, the tile that they call it, just just so you can be involved. People got to know uh, the graphic doesn't co-host. even that graphic doesn't even show up on wherever you get your podcast. It's a that it's was, a more general graphic. 
Nah, that ESPN we, we, puts out. We, we need to update that so you and Donnie could be on that. Um, uh, but yeah, with the Rangers, uh, Pat, you got to be impressed with the fact that started December a little slow, struggling, but they've turned it around and doing so despite some, some injuries to some key players. This is a big uh, two-game stretch for them. Really good teams. You know, the Panthers could give them some trouble uh, later down in the season. So uh, I, I think it's a big test, and the Rangers uh, can prove that you know, they, they can hang with the big boy. They're in a good season. you got to be happy if you're a Rangers fan. And, and Quick has been such a such an addition, especially considering you weren't even sure what you were getting out of him because he had a rough preseason. But the moment he set foot on the ice during the regular season, he's been fantastic. Every time the Rangers have hit a, a, a whiff of adversity, they've been able to string some wins together coming out of it. So we have, what do we have? We have Rangers tonight are in Florida, and then the next game in Tampa, Anthony's tomorrow, correct? Oh, yeah. Back to back. Tom- tomorrow and, against the Lightning. Against the Lightning, who the Rangers and their fans are very familiar with as well. Speaking of uh, hockey, the great Don LaGreca will join us in about 20 minutes for his football picks. We'll go through all the picks for week number 17. Anthony will have Michael's picks. He'll have Peter's picks. Ty and I will weigh in at 6 Are we going to hear from Bear o'clock. and God in 45? 6 o'clock, we have uh, ENN. we got a lot going on. What are you asking? I said, are we going to, and this is, I guess, a question for Anthony. Are we hearing from uh, Bear and God and, and 45 and uh, incarcerated Bob? Um... All fair questions. <laughs> I don't know if God... He just had a kid, so I think God's a little busy. God... Oh, I see what he... It's oh, fake Christmas. news! Uh, 40, 45, <laughs> line, 45 has a, a lot going line. on as well. Um, He's in court every day. And uh, with Bob, usually Don might... We might get Boone's pick from Don. They're text buddies, which is great. Um, and sometimes Don also has Bob's picks, if, he, if Bob knows Don's going to be on. Um, so we have that. All right. Well, we got 20 minutes to figure all of that out. The Mercedes-Benz Holiday Love Celebration is going on now at Mercedes-Benz White Plains with incredible lease and finance offers on a variety of models and special incentives for current Amex card holders. Precision engineering and timeless design awaits you. And MB White Plains is the first Mercedes-Benz in Westchester to have a mobile service van. I can't wait to use it myself and remove the hassle from service appointments. Visit their showroom in White Plains or explore online at mbwhiteplains.com and start the buying process from the comfort of your home. Mercedes-Benz of White Plains, proud member of the Pepe Auto Group, the name you've trusted since 1968. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Two more to go for the Giants, both of them at home tie. Uh, We spoke a lot about the Giants earlier in the week when the quarterback change again was announced. Tyrod Taylor getting the start. Tommy DeVito back to the bench for their Week 17 matchup against the L.A. Rams. It's a very important game for the Rams. They are smack in the middle of the playoff race in the NFC. Um, For the Giants, another year out of the playoffs. Uh, You know, now that we're coming to the end of this season, questions will start to be asked about the future of certain players, uh, significantly Saquon Barkley playing on the one-year, I don't know if it was technically a franchise tag, but playing on a one-year contract. You know, I asked this question earlier. If you're a Giants fan or you're a Jets fan, who's had the the more disappointing season? we've, we've We've dissected where the Jets are, where they've gone. You know, for the Giants, they come from a place where they went to the playoffs last season. They thought they had their quarterback of the future going forward. And for them, even though it hasn't blown up in their face as spectacularly as it seems it has for the Jets, it seems like the Giants right now are back at square one also. 
Yeah, uh, but I think the answer is simple. It, it has to be the Jets. Now, it should be the Giants because, as you mentioned, they're just a couple of months removed from winning a playoff game. And you start this season with some momentum. You've got your head coach. You just paid your quarterback. Saquon's back. You've improved. You thought the weapons at your disposal on offense. Uh, defense, in theory, should get better. Adding Okereke and, and, and Banks, the rookie who's had a sensational season. Paying Dexter Lawrence. Should be the Giants. But if you remember, uh, the expectation amongst like the national media was the Giants were going to take a step back. Because it's a tougher schedule. They play in a, in a division where you have two Super Bowl contenders. So that's four games right there. And you haven't been able to beat them consistently or at all uh, in the last couple of years. So uh, the Giants are in a different standing just because the expectations were so high with the Jets. It was you know them entering the season with the sixth best odds in Vegas to win the Super Bowl. It's Aaron Rodgers, top five defense. And you, you just thought that they would be, uh, at, at the very least, a playoff team, uh, and let alone a contender. So I, I think the more disappointing season has to go with the Jets. Easy to say from the perspective of a Jets fan, though. I, I think the Giants fans probably in his or her own world looking at it from only their perspective. And yeah, the expectations and the narrative for the national media was that there would be a regression to the mean for the Giants. Perhaps they played above their 9-7-1 and record last season. They did go on and win a playoff game, as we know. You know, the, the thing for the Giants more is you thought you were out of that five-year malaise of being statistically or record-wise the worst team in the entire NFL, you had a head coach that you trusted and that you believed in and who actually went out and won you games last season. And for once, you were into an offseason where you weren't talking about finding either a new head coach or a new general manager or a new quarterback. And while the head coach and the general manager are both going to be back next year for the Giants, once again, there are those question marks at quarterback. If Daniel Jones is able to come back for week one, and even if he does start the season as the Giants starting quarterback, it seems less and less likely that they do have their franchise guy, at least from the Jets' perspective, despite everything that's happened this year, at least you can look at the Jets at this point right now and point to the quarterback position yeah, and number eight, Aaron Rodgers, at the beginning of next season. Yeah, but he's coming. He's 40, and he's coming off of an injury, and you don't trust your head coach. You don't trust your, your general manager. So what's it going to matter if the things are – even if Rodgers is, is spectacular, what's it going to matter if you don't have – you know, someone who's not one of the worst coaches in football. If you don't have a general manager who, yes, has hit on some picks, but for the what's most your part, level has of a trust in the guy. Giants hierarchy? We, we, well, what's, what's, just, what's your level of trust in Dable and Shane? Well, I don't know. I just saw them make the playoffs last year with a, a roster that wasn't very good. You know, comparable. Well, we all to saw the them make the playoffs last the playoffs. year. I'm just asking you personally. Yeah, what's, what's, your, what's your what's your level of trust in them? I, I trust them a lot more than I trust the Jets okay. uh, for yeah. front office. I think that's fair. Brian Dable just won the coach of the year. He did. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And, 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 and at least he had a tough the, start to this year, but I think yes. he's rebounded nicely at and towards that, the and end. That's what I was just going to say. At least the Giants ha- have removed the we're embarrass- embarrassing ourselves on, on, on television every week from their resume. Like, they've righted the ship in that regard. The record's not going to be good, of course. But, you know, they're not getting embarrassed every week where you're now questioning the legitimacy of the guys running the operation. So, yeah, I agree with you. There, there are. It's not even a question to me. The Giants need another quarterback. That ship has sailed on Daniel Jones, but they're going to be bad enough, you, you would think, uh, assuming they lose these next two games, which I think we both think they will, uh, that they'll, they'll be bad enough to be in position to, if they're not um, um, in the slot to draft a quarterback, they can at least use the assets they have to, to trade up to get one. And the hits keep coming. As we said earlier, Pat Leonard of the Daily News reported Evan Neal has a fracture in his left ankle, so he's having surgery on that. Another recent first-round offensive line draft pick that so far hasn't panned out for either of these teams. We just saw the Mackay Becton experience last night in that Thursday night game. Let's get a couple of calls in. Let's go to uh, let's go to Dave in the car. Hey, Dave. Listen, I got a, a few things I got to say. I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible. First off, I want to say, man, Ty, Pat, you guys, I like listening to y'all. But Appreciate I'm not going to lie to you. Ty, 
I thought you had some crazy takes, Pat. Oh man, you got some unbelievable takes. From even from yesterday when you were talking about RJ Barrett and all those things that you were saying, oh my God, I had my head spinning. That's number one. Number two, when you were talking about um when you were talking about um what's his name? Russell Wilson. And you say, How are you gonna say, Oh, I feel bad about what's happening to him but then you say, Yo, what he said was still corny. I'm like, those things, because those things aren't mutually I mean, exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Those aren't mutually exclusive. But still, at the same time, I think he was just saying his truth. And sometimes, yeah, he can talk a little fast. Yeah, sometimes certain things he says, like when he says Mr. Unlimited, that, yeah, that's corny. I'm not going to lie to you. Yes, he is corny. <laughs> but what he said just now, I mean, at the end of the day, he's getting paid all that money to sit on the bench. So what I agreed with you with was when they take shots about the player, and but they don't take shots. They don't have the same energy as when the team does it. So that part I, I agree with you with, you know. So, but but at the end of the day, you can't you can't knock the man if, 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 they, if they don't want him to play. They don't want him to play. So no, I'm not. And, yeah. And, I, by the way, and uh, appreciate the call, Dave. I, I'm not saying they're making the wrong decision. Because clearly, you know, Sean Payton, he's not there to, to pacify Russell Wilson. He's not there to, you know, rebrand Russell Wilson and, and, and get his second act going. He's, he's there to fix the Broncos. So I'm not criticizing him for that. I, I just was – it was more of a media narrative thing, like how we kill players for wanting out. But when the coaches and the GMs facilitate that, we don't have the same smoke for them. They're within the rights to do it, but you don't have to like the decision. And at the end of the day, it's probably the prudent decision for the franchise because Sean Payton, who's running the entire show there, does not see him as the quarterback of the future. Let's go to Barry in Brooklyn. Barry, what's up? Yeah, what's good, boys? What up, baby? What's good? Oh, yo, I got a problem with you, Pat. I'm, I'm going to keep it 100. Love I'm it. from Brooklyn. Not the fake Brooklyn, but really from Brooklyn, and I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. And you, and I, I get it. You get a check from MSG. And I get it. Mixed fans are fiends. They've been fiends for years, and it's in New York. But you not. It's no reason to be talking spicy about the Brooklyn Nets, man. The Knicks have been trash for years. Not even years, just decades. Been trash by Suda. And you talking about somebody the likes of R.J. Barrett, like he not dirt work. He's dirt. Y'all need to do something with yourselves, and you're talking about the Nets, and we're in the same predicament. We're both in the playing um, playing tournament right now. So why are you talking so spicy about the Nets? Let me hear something. Let them have it, Barry. They oh, do exist. They right do there. exist. We we begged for this yesterday, and Barry, I appreciate you calling. We begged for a Brooklyn Nets fan to call in yesterday. A couple did. They popped up on the call screen, but. Just like Anthony pointed out yesterday, like the big three, they didn't have a ton of staying power. I love to take, I love to take those little subtle jabs at the Brooklyn Nets. Truth be told, um, enjoy the franchise and the people who run the franchise. Covered them for many, many years from the moment they moved to Brooklyn in 2012 uh, when I was spending all those years working at News 12 Brooklyn. The subtle jabs that I like to take at the Brooklyn Nets are largely as a result of the, you know, the grouping of the championship team that never was that was there for a moment with James Harden and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. You're just salty because KD decided the Knicks Well, first of all, I'm not salty. Cool. You're salty. Yeah, they, he decided I'm not salty. The, the Knicks were cool salty? enough. You do I sound, sound salty. I, I, I sound measured. I don't sound like I'm no, trying to be you, too you cool for school. Salty. I'm just speaking thought, in my normal tones. I thought Barry made some salient points, and, and, and he came at you, which, you know, now listen, to me, should I took earn a couple of shots guy. at his team, and, we, and you actually asked for people if you were – actually, I think I asked, too, for Brooklyn Nets fans to call in because I frankly didn't know there were any in the city, so I'm you glad Barry did. You know that they're in the city because you just said that you cover the team. So I'm you've been that, at the Barclays Center. I'm glad that Barry called in to confirm that for us. But you've nice been you've been in the arena, surrounded many, many by times. Nets I was there fans. last week, and exactly. I understand that they're both in the play-in tournament right now. I'm talking about the Knicks and the Nets, but they are not on the same plane right now. Yeah, well, one team's uh, probably got a ceiling of uh, winning uh, a playoff round. The other team's got a ceiling of making the playoffs and not you know winning a single round. So not a, not even the same plane. We shall see. 
Empire Outlets is the place to be this winter to shop, dine, and experience. Located steps from the Staten Island Ferry, Empire Outlets is easily accessible to all New York City and New Jersey residents. Shop at outlets like Nike Factory, Nordstrom Rack, Banana Republic Factory, Old Navy Outlet, Gap Factory, Levi's Outlet, H&M, Guest Factory, and more. Dine at restaurants including Wasabi Hibachi Steakhouse, Nori Sushi Shop, Shake Shack, Hazel's 423 Food Truck, and Bake Culture. Visit EmpireOutlets.nyc to learn more and follow on Instagram at Empire Outlets. Jack Daniels has always made great whiskey and they always will. One thing Jack can't make more of? Moments. Those are on us to create. New York football fans, we only get one shot at this thing called life, so let's make sure we're making the most of every moment. Jack Daniels is giving you and your friends the chance to have the ultimate tailgate experience during the NFL playoffs with me, Peter Rosenberg. Visit jacksultimatetailgateexperience.com to enter. Jack Daniels, make it count. Jack Daniels and old number seven registered trademarks. Please drink responsibly. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. These. Pick up football. Pick up football. Are the Michael K. Show. Pick up pro picks. Three, 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 three. Oh, we have reached week 17 already. For the Michael K. Show Pro Picks, Michael, Don, and Peter, as you know, off this week, but their picks did not take the week off. Ty Butler and I will join the party as well. But first, we welcome in a special guest on his own show to the segment, and that is Mr. Don LaGreca. How are you, sir? Gentlemen, gentlemen, tremendous job. I really appreciate it. You've held down the fort mightily, and uh, I know I appreciate it. I haven't spoken to Michael or Peter and whether they listened or not, I can't say. But I listened, and I thought it was terrific because there was at least two occasions in which Ty said something that made me want to pick up the phone, and that's a good talk show host. Well, we didn't we, we didn't burn occasions? the place down, Don. I'm curious now, Don. What are the two occasions? Well, it was more the combination today of the two of you talking about Salah's future. And the other one was about the how come there's no outrage that the Broncos are letting go of Wilson, but if Wilson asked to be traded or asked out of the situation, fans would complain. So I wanted to retort. I wanted to, if I was hosting with you, we would have a nice back and forth. I, so I thought Pat handled himself it. very well. You should have called in, Don. It's your show, man. You I, I'm, do listen, I was with the kids. Do. We were making a trip up to Pennsylvania to see some Christmas lights, and Ooh. I went a grand total of 233 miles yesterday and on the commute. It wouldn't have That's went well trip. for anybody if I had called in. Wouldn't have gone well for Ty. No, uh, no, Ty can hold his own, man, and so yeah. could you. You guys are fine, really. I, I <laughs> think the sta- you, I think the station should have a meeting and just uh, <laughs> and think about having it go into a different direction in the afternoon. How about that? Oh, I'll take your salary, that? Don. I've got two kids, man. I, I can use your salary, but nah, man. You you guys got it held down. Well, appreciate, appreciate the love, that. though. Man. Appreciate the love. No, it was man. good. No, listen seriously, you did a very good job and. Uh, very thought-provoking, so terrific job, and um, looking forward to get back into the saddle on Tuesday. Tuesday. All right, so Week 17 picks. So, Don, if I'm reading this correctly, of the three of you, you're in third place right now. Well, no, you're because, not. I'm sorry. No, you're in no. second place right now. I'm, I'm looking at the records, place, not and, the points. And, and yes, I got a game. I got, I got a game in hand because Michael took the uh, Browns, and that was. Oh, this right was already there. updated. Wow, Anthony's on top of it, huh? No, he's very good with that. Man. Wow, so Michael that. got his two point because he's got no guts. I will only take Thursdays <laughs> for three. That's all. I, I will only take those standalone. <laughs> games and somehow, guys, it's my fault that Don didn't well, take. I, I was. I said that because we were we were recording something yesterday. We were recording the trivia for the Jets, and I, and I said, you know, I'm thinking about taking the Browns, and he's like, well. You know, Cooper's out, and I'm like, all right. So I, I stepped away, and now I, I wish he never said that. I would have taken him for three, but whatever. I've got three picks here. We'll see how it goes. And I'm the only one of the three guys that are doing this live because I'm the only one that has like any respect for the show. We appreciate that, and, and I'm also it. preparing for um, for Rangers and, and Panthers, so that might have something to do with it. But anyway, let me start with my one point play. It pains me to pick against my team, but. You know, this Rams really need this game. Rams are one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. Five straight games, scoring 28 or more points. That's the most in the NFL. They've covered five straight games. That's the current longest streak in the NFL right now. I'm not worried about traveling east and, and all that garbage. I mean, the Giants played mightily against the Eagles 
but who needs it more? It's only five and a half. It's less than a touchdown. I think the Giants will play admirably, but the Rams need the game desperately, so I'm going to take the Rams covering the five and a half on the road as my one-point play. Uh, also pains me to take the Eagles. Now, the Eagles are not playing well, and maybe if they played anybody else last Sunday, they would have lost, but they're due for a good game, and, and here's how due they are, guys. They're 0-8 against the spread in their last eight games in December, but the Cardinals have nothing to play for. The game is in Philadelphia. 12 sounds like a Zoftic number, but really, it's under two touchdowns. I think Philadelphia, for at least one week, knowing that they need this game with the Cowboys on their heels, will cover the 12 points as my two-point play. And my new favorite team to pick, and I didn't pick them last week, which was great because that was the one stinker that they've laid over the last couple of months, and that's the San Francisco 49ers. They need this game. They want to lock down the one seed. Remember, only one team each conference gets a bye, so it's pretty important. Love the the command. The Commanders are god-awful, and I know that game's in Washington. I don't care. The Niners have covered uh, against the spread four straight games on the road. They've covered four straight on the road when they've been the favorite. I think they'll cover the 13-and-a-half in Washington against the Commanders, and that is my three-point play. So I've got Rams minus five-and-a-half as my one-point play. got Eagles minus 12 as my two-point play, and the Niners minus 13-and-a-half as my three-three three-point play. Did Boone give a ton of points? Oh, you know what? That's a great question. He didn't give that. Oh, man. Well, let's see if we can. I'm on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I can barely figure Don. this when I'm actually on. I'm going to text him now. And what is the Monday night game? The Viking game? Yeah, so he's got to go with Hal, right? Well, well there's the, no well, Monday night game this week. Well, the oh, that's yeah, Pat, Sunday night. This is it's why pa- Pat Packers Viking. The Monday night game is actually on Saturday night. It's the Cowboys, Cowboys and the Lions because Lions. Monday night is the college football national oh. semifinals. Pat's keeping the show together, Don. I don't know if you're aware of this. I'm gonna put the Sunday is. I'm basically maybe, maybe Booney knew that. Maybe that's why he didn't text you. Because he knew to lay out. Lately, he's been. Here's the great thing. You're a Yankee fan, Ty. I think. I think Pat is as well. That's right. So, so you both can appreciate this. And I'm a Met fan, and but I do love Boone. Is that two things? He's usually texting me ahead of time, and he usually does it with a gift or an emoji, which I think is terrific. I so like I'm gonna, that. I'm going to text him right. Sunday is the new Monday. <laughs> so is it Vikings? Vikings Packers. So, but it's Vikings minus one. Correct. All right, I'm going to send it to him and see, and see if he gets back to us in time before what segment is over. If, right. if, I, if I'm okay to hang with you during the segment, or you want oh, to go? Could, Come on, I think we man. can arrange that. All right, Anthony, you got uh, you got Michael and Peter. I do, and the reason uh, let's go at this point. We'll go with Peter, who had the perfect week last week. He went with three animals last week. This week, he's only going with two. Uh, he's got Miami plus three and a half as his one-point play over the Ravines. Hmm. He's got Ballard in his ear, and he's got the Packers plus one as his two-point play. Hmm. That is against the Vikings. Uh, and he's got Chicago minus two and a half as his three-point play against the Falcons, hmm. of course, because Desmond Ritter got benched. So he has to stick up for Desmond Ritter and bet against the Falcons. Uh, the reason that you heard me say love the pick is because that's what Michael would do. And when Don gave his three, three, three-point play, that is Michael's one-point play. San Francisco minus 13 and a half against Peter's commies. Uh, he also, and this is an interesting one, has Denver minus three and a half as his three-point play against the Chargers. Love the pick. Mm, really? I don't care for that. Pat pick loves the pick. Love the pick. I don't the love Dolphins the pick. Sca- the Dolphins pick scares me uh, because no Waddle. Tyreek's banged up. Ravens uh, trying to get, get that one seed locked up mm, this week. Yeah, I don't. I don't. If I'm going to pick, I didn't pick it, but if I were to pick it, it would be the Ravens. I'm with you. All right, what do you got, Bron- Ty? The Bronco Charger game is. I, yeah, so I, I'm gonna I purposely go- wouldn't pick that because I wouldn't want to have to glance at it. <laughs> <laughs> It's not Broncos much to glance Jar- at this weekend. Jared Stidham. That's not do- What's the guy's name? Easton Stick. Yeah. Jared Stidham Stick. versus Easton Stick. Great name. And what's the no. coach's name of the, the Chargers now? Gif. Gif. Okay. <laughs> that's not doing GIF. it for you, Donnie? I'm going to go right up against Peter. Uh, I'll take the Ravens minus three and a half. I don't love the hook, uh, but that's a tremendous defense. We saw what they did against the Niners. Lamar's going to be the MVP of the league. They're looking to lock up the number one seed. And I know Miami's coming off a big win against Dallas, but all year long they struggled against good teams. No Waddle. Tyreek Hill banged up. So I, I love Baltimore in this game. You know, if you combine the coach's name and the quarterback's name in L.A., 
as a porn name. Gift Stick is a great porn Ooh. name. <laughs> <laughs> Gift Stick. Get it out Don, while you can, because I don't hammer. think they'll be there next year. <laughs> can we just give that to Point God, please? Donko and Point God, he always does. <laughs> what right, I love, what else? I love you that porn's more? on your mind, Don. I, I love that. Porn's on your mind right now. Well, this isn't the exact quote, but Greg Buttle's famous quote is, if, if you're not thinking about porn, your mind's wandering. <laughs> yeah, but that's I, not I've the heard, exact quote. I've heard but that it's quote. Close. I've heard it's close the exact enough. and that quote. It's close enough. <laughs> but yeah, that's my pick. What do you got, Pat? That's it. You got. You one only pick? got one that's pick. It? Oh, do I get to make uh, multiple picks? Do you I'll listen to the show, yeah, Don? I didn't know. Listen, I don't want to come into your living room and just put my feet on the table. I want to have respect. I, I'll go quick because I know we're up against the clock. I, I like the Lions plus six. Jared Goff struggles on the road, but usually it's because he's not in the Dome. The Cowboys obviously play in the Dome. So Lions plus six, still gunning for that number one seed. And I don't love this pick, uh, but Patriots, 14 is a big number. I, I, I think the Bills have become overrated. So I'll go Patriots plus 14 against the Bills. Bills 0-7 yeah, like in games in which they are a double-digit favorite mm. against the spread. I'll that? try and show some respect to you also, Don. I'll do the show by playing by the um, <clears throat> actual rules of the game. My one-point pick will be the Panthers. I'll take the five-and-a-half. They're playing better lately. I was actually going to take this even before I found out that Trevor Lawrence was actually out of the game. So uh, boost even more so Panthers playing better um, I think they actually might win this one outright that's my one pointer my two pointer I like the Bears laying two and a half points I think the Falcons just star on a very good team right now and the Bears have a good run defense one of the best in the NFL they can keep them in check and Atlanta with Heineke at quarterback is going to try to be running the ball a lot so give me the Bears as my two pointer and as my three pointer I like Denver because I think Sean Payton laying the three and a half points is going to put together as good a game plan as he possibly can in this game to make his controversial decision of putting Russell Wilson on ice for Jared Stidham look as good as it possibly can. So that's my three-pointer. The Broncos giving three and a half points. That was beautifully done by everybody. There we are. There we are. Don, great to have you. Oh, it's very nice to be here. Have a great rest of your holiday. Enjoy your new year. And I'll be back with everybody on the case show on Tuesday. But if you need a little bit more, Don, and 10.50 at 6.30, a little pre for Rangers, Panthers, Ah! down in Sunrise. All right, Don. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Enjoy that. Happy New Year, man. Thanks for coming on. Happy New Year to the family. The Mercedes-Benz Holiday Love Celebration is going on now at Mercedes-Benz of White Plains with incredible lease and finance offers on a variety of models and special incentives for current Amex cardholders. Precision engineering and timeless design await you. Visit their showroom in White Plains or explore online at mbwhiteplains.com and start the buying process from the comfort of your home. And MB White Plains is the first Mercedes-Benz in Westchester to have a mobile service van. I can't wait to use it myself and remove the hassle from service appointments. Visit their showroom in White Plains or explore online at mbwhiteplains.com and start the buying process from the comfort of your home. Mercedes-Benz of White Plains, proud member of the Pepe Auto Group, the name you've trusted since 1968. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.